Do you enjoy God? Have you ever thought about that? I spent some time thinking about that today, and we're going to unpack that a little bit in today's episode. Stay tuned. Hey friends, welcome to the Hearing Jesus Podcast. Do you sometimes doubt if you're truly hearing God's voice, or if it's really your own? And how do you know the difference? Do you ever struggle to feel confident in your relationship with God and what He says in His Word? Do you sometimes feel stagnant, or like maybe you hit a wall in your spiritual life? Hey, I'm your host, Rachel Grohl, missionary, author, pastor, and life coach, and I have been there. I too was doubting God's voice in my own life. I felt insecure about my relationship with Him, and I wanted to be obedient to what God was calling me to do, but I wasn't quite sure how to figure out what that was. I felt like I was wasting time trying to figure it out, and I just wanted a way to understand His will for my life. The answer for me was found in the pages of the scriptures, as I learned how to understand what they were actually saying. If you're ready to grow in your faith and to step confidently into the calling God has for you, then join me as we dig deep into God's Word so that you can learn to live out your faith in your everyday life. Hey friends, before we get into today's episode, I have a quick word. I know that you have been frustrated with being confident in how to tell the difference between hearing from God and wondering if it's your own voice. I know, I've been there myself. That's why I wrote the Bible study, She Hears, Learning to Listen to Jesus. This is a six-week study that takes you through the book of John, looking at six women in the life of Jesus, how he calls them, how he encourages them, how he equips them. It also teaches the color method of Bible study, helping you to learn how to really understand the scriptures. I also include a lot of cultural and historical information that makes these familiar passages of scripture really come alive. This is a great study to do with maybe your teen girls or a group of friends from church, and it will really help you gain confidence in how to hear from the Lord and set you up with some tools that will stay with you long after the study is over. Again, head to shehears.org and you can find the Bible study on the resources page. Hey friends, welcome back to the Hearing Jesus Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Grohl. Today we are starting our last week in the Celebration of Discipline series where we have been going through the book loosely by Richard Foster called The Celebration of Discipline. And spiritual disciplines, if you're not familiar, if you're just joining us, are basically spiritual muscles that we can develop and grow in order to mature spiritually. And the goal of spiritual disciplines, of course, is to help us hear God's voice more clearly. So today is our last week in this series, and we're going to be talking about the discipline of celebration, or sometimes you hear it as joy. So I want to ask you a question. Do you enjoy God? And by that, I don't mean do you love God. I don't mean do you feel blessed by God. I don't mean... Do you understand God? I mean, do you enjoy God? See, Jesus entered the world with joy and he left the world with joy. So um, all the way, if you think back to the beginning of the Christmas story in Luke chapter two, it's Jesus is born and it says, starting in verse eight, it says, and there were shepherds living out in the field nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news, good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes, lying in a manger. 
So verse 10 says, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. And so Jesus enters the scene and his birth is a cause for joy and, and his life is a cause for joy. And then again, at the end of his life, he says in John chapter 15, he says, these things I've spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. And so we see Jesus entering the world and exiting the world with joy. That his joy, the desire of, of his heart is that his joy is complete in you, that your joy is full. And so many of us as believers love Jesus and we are committed Christians, but we wouldn't necessarily say that we walk in joy or that we even understand what that means. In the Old Testament, it talks about, you, you've probably heard this before, it talks about the year of Jubilee. And so in the Old Testament, there was certain stipulations that would happen during the year of Jubilee. And Jubilee is just a fancy word for joy. But basically, debt would be canceled. Um, slaves would be released. There would be no planting of crops. So, so be, there'd be a lot less work to do. Property would be returned to the original owner. Uh, permanent ownership in that culture was, was something. So permanent uh, property ownership wouldn't take place. Instead, every seven years, that property would go back to the original owners in the year of Jubilee. And so it was basically a celebration of God's provision. And And they learned to rely on the fact that God could be trusted and provide the things that his people needed. And so in Leviticus 25, he declares, I will command my blessing upon you. And so there's just this freedom from anxiety and um, this this year of Jubilee, especially if it's absent in other years, it's going to be a basis of celebration and, and great joy. And, and that joy comes from this place of knowing that God cares for us so we can lay our cares upon him. So the thing that I think is concerning is that that spirit of joy that we read about in the Old Testament is something that's really absent in our modern culture. And I, I think it comes down to something that we're going to talk a lot about this week, that joy is not just a good feeling. And in fact, it can be present in the middle of bad feelings like sorrow and heartache and brokenness because joy is not about a feeling. And we don't find it by looking for it, by trying to be like that glass half full, glass half full kind of person. Joy is really a symptom, which means that the lack of joy is also a symptom. And so joy comes as a result of spiritual health. And as our attention becomes focused on God's kingdom, it kind of slips in unnoticed. We don't have to go seeking for joy. It's a result of our relationship with God. So if you're not experiencing joy, the question becomes, why not? I want to go back up to uh, a scripture I read uh, from John chapter 15 from, from Jesus, but I'm going to read the whole chapter. And I want you to listen because at the end, he says, I have said all this so your joy may be complete. Well, what is he saying? We're going to go back and we're, that's what we're going to read. This is what Jesus is saying, saying to them. And remember, this is shortly before his death. He says, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes 
so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I've spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I've told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I call you friends. For everything that I learned from my father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. And so whatever you ask in my name, the father will give you. This is my command. Love each other. Now, there's a lot there, and we are actually going to unpack John chapter 15 in a future series. But my point today is to point us back to the reason why we are able to have joy. So he says, I told you this so your joy may be complete. Well, in the beginning part, he's talking about abiding. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. If we don't have joy, perhaps it's because we're not remaining in him. Perhaps it's because we've not allowed ourselves to abide closely to the Father. You can't bear fruit unless you remain in Him. But I want to draw your attention to something else that I think is very important, and we are going to spend significant time on this down the road. But verse 5, it says, I'm the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me, and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. So much of what we try to do as believers is apart from God. And I say that as believers because um, we can't expect unbelievers to act like believers. I'm talking to believers here. We try to do so many things in our own strength, but apart from him, we can do nothing. You know, there was a season of my life where um, for about 10 years I was, I was serving in the local church. However, when I first started serving, 100%. I relied on the Holy Spirit because I didn't know what I was doing. I, every step of the way, felt inadequate. I felt that, of course, that uh, phrase, imposter syndrome. I just thought, like, what what the heck am I even doing here? But then as the years wore on, I gained a little bit more confidence. I, I started to understand things. I could analyze the trends. I could anticipate some things that were happening. I learned a lot about human psychology and spiritual growth. And, and I started to get confident in my own skills. In ministry, I'm, I'm saying like even in ministry, I was doing this. And so eventually what happened is I got to this place where I was doing so many things. I was working so many hours. I was doing street ministry, sometimes four or five, six sessions a day in different neighborhoods, five days a week. It was just, it was insanity. And I got to a place of burnout. 
and I no longer had joy. I, I remember being at a at a site where the team that I had been working with and running just came unprepared. They they were not prepared. They had not even taken a look at the lesson. And I remember just thinking, like, I'm just going to have to do this whole session because nobody else is prepared. And so I ended up doing the whole session myself. And at the end, um, several children and actually even parents were there that, that came to faith in Christ. They made first-time decisions. It was the first time we had seen them and they made first-time decisions for Christ. And I remember going home and stewing about my team and their lack of preparation and their lack of uh, dedication. And and the Holy Spirit got a hold of me and said, uh, hello, like, what what about those kids? The, do, do, do you not see what I did? And I got so caught up in um, the complaining and depending on myself that I missed what God was doing. And, and honestly, he did it despite my attitude. He did it despite my mentality of the day. He did, a, did it despite what was in my heart. And I'm so thankful for a God of grace and a God of mercy. But I, I realized something in that season. I was robbed of my joy in serving because I wasn't abiding. Now, maybe if I had been, been abiding, God could have said to me, okay, four sessions in one day is too much. Okay, this many teams is too many. Okay, you need to recruit some more help or or whatever it was. But I didn't even listen because I wasn't abiding. I was, I was getting so confident in the things that God had me doing that I wasn't even seeking him to help me do it. And so I, I'm, I'm a real world example of how my lack of abiding in him stole my joy. And so when we're talking about joy, joy is found as an assurance of us being rooted and grounded and abiding in God. And so, like I said at the beginning, we don't find that by just looking for it. We find it as a result of a relationship that is healthy, that is abiding, that is remaining in him. Let's pray. Lord God, I thank you for your word and the treasures that it reveals for things that um, we want in our lives. Uh, we want your joy in our life. We want to to automatically have this symptom of joy that is a symptom of, of spiritual health. Lord God, help us to recognize those moments when we are not abiding in you, those moments that we are leaning into our own strength. And God, remind us of your words that apart from you, we can do nothing. So Lord, I pray even right now that you would bring us back to this place, that we would remember and recognize that, that you are a God of joy, that, that Jesus came so that we could have joy, that our joy could be complete in him, that his life gives us joy. Lord, I thank you for the way that you operate and the way that you form our hearts and our minds to be dependent on you and, and how we can recognize a lack of joy perhaps as a warning sign that we need to get rooted and grounded in you. God, I thank you for your grace and your mercy that even in those moments where we have pulled away that you call us back. I thank you and I praise you in all things. Amen. Talk to you tomorrow, guys. Hey friends, real quick before we go, I want to let you know about two free resources that I pray will be a blessing for you. The first is our free 
Christian Women's Daily Bible Study Group on Facebook, and that is a place where I interact with you. You can ask questions about the podcast or even off the podcast, whatever questions you have. We can pray for each other. We can kind of just share what God's doing, share testimonies. And actually, um, God's been giving me some words specifically for that group. And so I have just been popping on uh, with a video real quick, no makeup. The one time I didn't even make my bed in the background, but I'm just kind of giving it as God gives it to that group. And it's just a way to seek and get encouragement and give encouragement throughout the week. So I pray that that is a blessing to you. The link should be in the show notes or you can just search for us on Facebook. The second is our email list. And there's been a couple changes to the email list. We're now doing it in a different format that is starting to be more of a devotional format. So there's a link there. If you missed any of the episodes, there's a link to that day's episode. And then also a journaling prompt to kind of help you process the things that you're you're learning and reading. And I don't know if you're like me, but... Um, especially if it's a newer concept or something I need to be reminded of, it's really helpful to journal that. And so I actually have a journal, um, it's a five-year journal in the shop if you are needing a journal. But um, I find it really helpful to help me just even remember or process through the things that God is teaching me when I journal. And especially if I'm going through like the same topic for for a whole week, it's helpful to flip back and look, okay, what did God say yesterday? What am I feeling? What am I thinking? What do I need to pray about? Uh, that's also available for you on the email list, those those journaling prompts. So uh, again, that's completely free. It's just a resource. It's a recap and journaling prompts for you to kind of help you further along in your spiritual growth journey. So I am so thankful for you and your support, and I pray that God blesses you with these resources. Hey friends, if this podcast helped encourage, empower, or equip you for God's call in your life, I would love it if you would head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. That's the number one way you can support my show. You can also join our free Facebook community or Instagram page where I share inspirational tips, resources, and prayer throughout the week. Hey, I want you to know I'm praying for you this week. Know that you are loved, you are cherished, and you are His.